and Redmond are the thong slappers. They're two blokes making lots of noise but getting nowhere fast. Hey everyone, it's Simo and thanks for joining us. Number 26 of our Thong Slappers short story series is called Road Rage. This is actually based on a real life event from myself and my mate Paul. We always dubbed the world's slowest car chase and it's when road rage turns into something a bit more fun. Anyway, we hope you enjoy it. Here's Redman Jack Thompson reading it as only he can. Road Rage, written by Simon Major. Simon gets into a spot of bother with a rather miffed fellow in a Honda and his little hillman hunter isn't helping the situation. Road rage has long been an unfortunate part of our everyday road going life, but instances of it seem to have ramped up lately. Or maybe it's just the advent of dash cams, smartphones, video and social media spreading it to the masses that makes it feel that way. Either way, the intensity of such encounters seems to have progressed at times to physical violence and the willingness to use cars as weapons in lieu of fisticuffs. I've had a few road rage experiences in my time, Never anything serious, mind you. Usually just situations solved with a combination of choice words, finger signs and a relay-melting use of the horn. In recent years, I've decided it's best to live and let live. Supposedly maturity on my part and near-epidemic drug use in our society makes me think twice before engaging in horn-blowing or offering up a spirited opinion on somebody else's driving. Just in case that someone may not be playing the A-game mentally and is ready to totally lose their shit at the drop of a hat. It's just not worth it over something that is so minor in the scheme of things. There is, however, one experience I remember fondly. My mates and I refer to it as the world's slowest car chase. About 20 years ago, I was studying full-time and working as a mechanic part-time. Money was tight, so I parked up my VG hardtop and I was punting around in an El Cheapo HC Hillman Hunter. It was a snotter, but it was super reliable. Pulled mean peg-legger burnouts and the 1725cc four-pot was bulletproof, which made it lots of fun to drive. Strangely though, it would always understeer when trying to throw donuts on wet grass, but that's another story. The only real grief I got from this car was that the CD Stromberg Carby would vaporise the fuel on a stinking hot day, causing it to miss while sitting in traffic or when loading the engine up on a hill. You'd have to stop every now and then and pour water over the Carby, then it'd be as good as gold. It did stuff and haul stuff that shouldn't have been possible. One of these trips including picking up a 308 Holden Donk for my best mate Paul. It was in pieces, but still bloody heavy. However, we managed to jam it all in the boot and then stood back to admire the Hillman's serious gasser spec reverse rake. It was a typical hot Queensland summer Saturday and the Hillman's car had already played up a couple of times and was clearly struggling to haul this V8 around. Anyone familiar with Brisbane may know the settlement road which joins the Gap Road and Capera. We were heading outbound on this particular day towards the windy side of the mountain section that separates these two suburbs and we got stuck behind an old 70s Honda Accord hatchback towing the world's largest and heaviest load of rubbish on a box trailer. Suddenly a huge piece of cardboard flew off the back of the trailer and landed smack bang on the windscreen of my Hillman. I couldn't see jack shit and I hung my head out of the window like Ace Ventura to save us from crashing while Paul was hanging out of the passenger side trying his hardest to peel the cardboard off the windscreen. He wrangled it free and we started cursing this knob in front of us for his crappy load restraint. We arrived at the bottom of Settlement Road Mountain where it divides into two lanes and immediately hooked the right lane to get past this clown. As we pulled alongside Honda Man, Paul stuck his head out the window and yelled, Tie your load down you dumb clap clap. Of course, this guy in the Honda had to be huge steroid munching type of bloke who went off his brain. He started beeping the horn, yelling out and waving his fist, and his equally roided mate in the passenger seat started waving around the club steering lock and carrying on. We thought we'd better motor, so I got back into the left lane and tried to pull away. 
we got about two car lengths ahead of the Honda before the carb started to play up and the engine started missing its head off, of course. I laboured on, back to second gear, on about three cylinders, then two cylinders, then jammed it back into first gear on two cylinders up this hill, with a 308 in the boot, remember, doing about 10 kilometres an hour. If that, I thought we were screwed. Luckily, Honda Man was having troubles trying to get his pus bag up the hill with an overloaded trailer, so he wasn't gaining on us, but he's still yelling like a maniac. We could hear him as clear as day due to the low speed. Cars full of conservative old people passing us at 60km an hour speed limit were all peering over wondering what the hell was going on. We made it to the top of the hill but thankfully old Hilda Hillman started to pick up some pace coming down the other side. The engine found its lost cylinders. Now it wasn't working so hard and we were back in business. My street was the first on the left at the bottom of the hill and I told Paul to hang on because once we got there I was going to turn in hot and try to shake this guy. By this stage, we were caught behind some slowpoke doing 50 kilometres an hour, with Honda Man about 2 centimetres off my rear bumper. So we came to the turn and the plan was to brake as late as possible and hook in with no indicator. It was good in theory, until I jammed on the picks and the skinny discs just shuddered, washing off probably 2 kilometres an hour from the bum heavy hunter. But I was committed to the turn, so around we went with some serious boat-like body roll, the front left wheel barely touching the ground and with way too much speed. Do you remember the scene in Mad Max where the black HQ Monaro skips around the crash site with a rocket attached to the back? Well, that was us trying to make this turn, but looking far less cool. All I remember was hearing the squeal of a skipping tyre and ear-piercing scraping sound and a big dong noise. The right rear wheel curb bashed the traffic aisle in the middle of my street, but thankfully just straightened us up and we hugged the curb like an Olympic bobsled. We'd made it safely and Honda Man kept on going straight, crisis averted. The car was good apart for some tie wall scuffing and a 308 cylinder head impression in the right rear quarter panel. The dong noise was the right rear hubcap coming adrift and it turned out the scraping sound was the right rear rim rolling on the tyre so far that it gouged the bitumen and scratched the crap out of the rim lip. Thank goodness the tyre stayed on. I guess with the hindsight that comes with age, we're damn lucky to come out of it okay. But what is a misspent youth without a few memories? The end. Ah uh, yes, good times. Both Redmond and I are actually looking very much forward to bringing you the next couple of podcast episodes, which are all about 1987 and doing 1987 magazine reviews. So especially for our first one, it's actually June 1987 of Street Machine Magazine. Grab yourself a copy as soon as you can and that way you can play along at home. All right, we'll chat to you then. Catch up. Catch up.